Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. One of the best online sportsbook. That's easy. It's mybookie.ag. They got the easiest website layout, the best odds, amazing customer service, and payouts in only two business days. Check out mybookie.ag for yourself, and then sign up using promo code WCE50 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at ChrisBGiannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from winningcureseverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Those of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Can you believe it? It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What up, what up? Welcome in. Podcast number 199. It is the Monday, February 26th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Whew. All right, first off, if you missed today's earlier episode, head over, grab the podcast on iTunes. Uh, I had Peter Burns from the SEC Network join the show. Uh, we talked about how he got his start in sports media. Uh, we talked about the FBI college basketball case, SEC basketball, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of good topics there. So go download podcast number 198. Uh, that is the one with Peter Burns. It says it right on the title. You can check it out. Uh, on tonight's show, however, Chris and I are going to talk about Tubby Smith having the Tigers absolutely rolling right now. Uh, we'll talk about what it actually means and what this Tigers team really is. We'll talk about Yahoo Sports releasing information surrounding the FBI college basketball story. The difference between cheating in college basketball and college football. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun because we, we know how both of these things work. Uh, and then how to fix the NCAA mess. So we'll give a couple of different options and what our opinion uh, on, on how that should go is. Uh, the next thing we'll talk about, the new Paterno movie trailer with Al Pacino that came out. Uh, HBO has a movie coming out for uh, Joe Paterno and, and the whole Sandusky trial and whatnot. It looks fantastic. Blake Bortles just made $11 million or however much it is. It's it's a little ridiculous, but maybe not so much when you actually look at the figures. And then uh, Kansas has won 14 straight conference titles. We're going to do some trivia from the last time Kansas did not win a Big 12 championship. Another trivia section where I'll probably do poorly. I love these trivia things, man. They are fantastic. I love doing trivia. Uh, before we get started, help out the show. Press that share button. It's down in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. Um... If you're watching live, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, any of your favorite podcast apps. Leave us a review. Share it out with all your friends. Chris, how's your weekend going, buddy? Uh, weekend was good. Good. And, good. Uh, today, decent day of work. Beautiful day here in the Memphis area. It was about 65 degrees. Perfect. It was. It's sunny the whole time. It's a little strange because... I've gotten used to rain. No, 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 no. I'm done like, with the rain. I mean, I'm done with the rain as well, but like, I, I just got really used to it. 
I you know, I didn't get used to it. So I walking around campus today was strange because everybody's wearing their shorts and all that. And, and it's, you know, technically it's still February. That's right. So well, don't worry. The rain will be back. Oh yeah. They later this week, later this week, this is one of those podcasts where we're talking about the weather, the, the weather. weather. <laughs> we'll talk about some cool stuff, man. So let's uh, let's go on and jump in. We will talk about um, let's talk about Tubby Smith. Props to the Memphis Tigers. Look, this team is currently eighteen and eleven. They're nine and seven and ranked number four. Well, five right now. They've got a chance to be fourth in the AAC. Ranked number one forty-two at Ken Palm. They're number ninety-four in the RPI. They are on a four-game winning streak. These are the games that they have won. 70 to 67 win at SMU, 68-63 win at Tulane, a 91-85 win over Houston at home. That was last Thursday. Did you see how bad Houston beat East Carolina yesterday? I was just about to say it's a big win. 109 to 58. Yeah, they smoked them. They were up like 73 to 15 at one point. Like it was absurd. Uh, and then yesterday Memphis wins 83 to 79 at UConn. It was not as close as the final score indicated. Uh, they were up by, I think, 21, 23 at one point. Um, it was absurd. So now they've got games at home this week against South Florida, who is 1-16 in the conference, and East Carolina, who's 10-17 and 17 overall. They're both uh, sub-300 Ken Palm teams. Not great. Uh, but East Carolina did beat Memphis earlier in the year in overtime. Uh, look, if they win these two games, Memphis is going to be 20-11, and 11, and they'll be either fourth or fifth in, in the AAC, depending on what Tulsa does. Is this ridiculous what Tubby is, is pulling off? Like, they were picked ninth in the preseason in the AAC. Everyone thought the Lawson boys are gone, and this was all going to fall apart on Tubby. And I, I, I had this conversation with you. I believe that chemistry matters. I believe that Tubby has been in this game long enough. He's never been the one-and-done coach. He has guys that graduate his program that stay for years, and – I was not the guy saying, oh, we're better off without the Lawsons, but I was also the guy saying this ship is not sinking. This is a veteran coach that has done this. He's done this at several programs. Let's give him a chance. And if the thing burns to the ground, then we judge it then. But last year in the offseason, to just assume, well, this is done and who's going to be the next coach of the Tigers was a little bit ridiculous. This guy's won it, a national championship. Well, it, but that national championship was uh, 20 years ago. I, I, get, I get that. How and many people have won them that are coaching today uh, right very, now? Very few. Very few. He's I, got I will say this, okay? I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't know that this changes anything about the potential of the team going forward. They're still not recruiting well. Uh, but with this kind of finish to the year, and, and maybe they can sneak out an NIT win, like an NIT bid. An NIT? Even. Like that's that's a good is thing. Is it impossible for them to win the AAC, the tournament? Yes, that's impossible. Yes, they're not going to do that. I don't believe that they will be able to beat Wichita State, Cincinnati, oh, okay. or it, look, they beat Houston. You're right, but that's that's it. I mean, anything can happen. Let's say somebody else knocks Wichita State out or Cincinnati. I or think Cincinnati is the one that we're we're yeah. most worried. But you about. see what I'm saying? Like you don't have to play all those teams. It's a tournament, man. Now you're right. You're right. So if you can end up on the on the right side. Where you've actually got a chance, then yes, it it is, it is possible. I have seen much worse teams win conference tournaments. Now that's the only way they're getting in. Yeah, but, but that's that's to the NCAA. I don't even know. Like they're nev- they're not even like considered for a bid for the NIT right that's now. That's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter. At the end of the year, we look at this and say, if this is Tubby's crew, and he says, "This is how I build programs. This year we're going to be this good." We almost, because of the Lawson situation, have to look at this as Tubby's first year. You can't look at last year. Because last year, he he, he inherited all of this that's not his team. It's not how he builds. Agreed. Agreed. So, so you're talking about a guy that likes to have a veteran team, older kids, not young one-and-dones. These guys are only going to be better next year. So, so and then the year he, after that, what is, well, it's not the year after that because he brought in an, a, a an entire of team guys. of JUCO. Team. That's fine. Like, so they'll they'll be back next year. You don't think and he'll have Jeremiah you don't think Martin back? Be better next year, even if they're not recruiting any of these top twenty five guys, they'll I, still be better. I think they'll okay. They'll be better. The chemistry will be better. I don't know exactly how good 
I don't know what their ceiling is. Like, I know that the ceiling is lower than other teams, right? Substantially. And it's because of a talent issue. Yeah. There's a talent deficiency on this team, and the recruiting is not picking up. It's not getting better. But it's it's never been good for Tubby. Not one team has he ever right. coached been a great recruited team. Why did we think we would hire a guy like that in the Memphis area and all of a sudden assume that he's going to drastically change the way he coaches his teams and the way he builds his teams? Why would we assume that? I totally get your point there. I, I'm with you because... If but, you're but not the other, satisfied with the way well, he's no, no, recruiting, the, the other then part you shouldn't is, have hired him to begin with because you knew that going into it. Well, the other part is nobody has really been able to recruit to Lubbock, Texas, or to the University of Minnesota. Correct. Nobody has That's ever right. been able to do that. So, so you can look at it and say, well, you can't really recruit there, and he was able to get to the NCAA tournament, but we know you can recruit in Memphis. But like just, the school I, puts in the he, money and the time, they want to be a top twenty-five program. They put the money in like a top twenty-five program. We've had this conversation before, and we're going to get into it again later tonight as we hit other topics. The if you do not sell your soul to the AAU, this is how you have to build programs and win ball games. And he has refused to do that. Just moving to Memphis doesn't all of a sudden mean I'm going to sell my soul to the AAU. Yeah, no, no. And I'm quite certain that the administration in Memphis knew that going in. I I believe that they knew that they wanted to to clean it up. Now, they thought, well, maybe he doesn't have to sell his soul to the AAU. We could still get some of these local Memphis kids. Right. That's just not the way it is. Those kids are sold, we will get into this later, to the AAU organizations. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And they are absolutely pimped out by those AAU organizations. It's it's pretty frustrating. So, really. So to, to, but, so to but think to, that if you thought that as an administration, you and we've talked about this before, we now have a Memphis Tiger administration in the sports complex that is football guys, not basketball guys, which yeah. is which is for the betterment of everybody. Yeah, but, and it changes but the, they, the whole dynamic. They have to have somebody in that office telling them, Tubby's not going to get these AAU kids. Even right. the local ones, he's not going to get them. And that's see, that's what makes it so difficult, right? Is that you got to find a way to get at least some kids, right? So like Tyler Harris, I don't know that he's necessarily like considered a an AAU kid. Like Alex Lomax, they lose Alex Lomax to Wichita State. Like I don't believe Wichita State is buying kids, right? Like I just I don't believe that. Um, but I also don't think that they're like involved in AAU stuff or, or I, I it would not take that shock, back. It would not shock me if most of their top tier talent at Wichita State aren't coming from the same organization, same areas every year. Uh, you might Which be right. Which means they've got one AAU coach that they've made buddies with that is sending them talent or a, a, a group of guys that are coming. And yeah. why, why would you not think that Kansas isn't a hotbed for basketball? They're, no, the, you're right. they're the other big school in Kansas when it comes to basketball. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about. I I think there would be absolutely plenty of opportunity for them to just go sit outside of Kansas and say, "Oh, you didn't get in here. Uh, why don't you come play for me?" And they just pick up all their leftovers and bam, they're a perennial powerhouse yeah. in the tournament because yeah, they got no, a top right. tier coach and they got pretty damn good players. This is a good time for us to, now. I, Closing out the Memphis argument, I don't think if you win six games straight, you ain't dropping Tubby after nope. the second year. Nope. Right? If they had gone like 15 and 16, like you're this predicted. You're not paying out that contract either. No, you're not doing that. Not doing that. So, let's. Uh, this is a good time to move on to the next one. On Friday, Yahoo Sports writers Pete Thamel and Pat Forty released a story with expense reports from Christian Dawkins. Uh, who worked for Andy Miller at ASM. It's uh, an it, uh, NBA agency, right? A uh, bunch of agents and whatnot that are representing players. Um, it, it's supposed to be under a protective order from the FBI, right? Like, it's it's a, a case that's going on right now that these files, this this particular document, expense reports and whatnot, was supposed to be under protective seal. Nobody's supposed to be able to get this stuff. Tons of players listed all go to different schools. Players from Kentucky, Duke, Michigan State, Kansas, Alabama, et cetera, all on the list. They've got Xavier players listed. They've got, I mean, you name it. 
Fred Van Vliet from uh, Wichita State forever ago. Look, that kid coming out of high school, he didn't get paid to go to Wichita State. Like he just got paid. It, the majority of these, I'll go on and point this out. The majority of these did not go through the schools. Most of them are just meetings with the players. Several before they ever went to college. In some cases, it's the AAU stuff. In some cases, it's when they turn into, oh well, this kid could end up being an NBA guy. So then an agent wants to be the first one to get on him, and then you jump in, and it goes from there. So that's where a lot of this comes in, right? Um, I've got an article up at winningcureseverything.com that explains why the NCAA won't be able to do much with the data here, and and I'll go on and explain it, and then I'll let you comment on it. Um, Christian Dawkins was a runner, basically, for Andy Miller in that agency. Dawkins was fired from another agency because he was working for two agencies at the same time. And he was fired because, one, he was uh, he was doing things in the best interest of uh, ASM as opposed to the other agency that he was working for. This dude was making like 50 grand a year. Like, that's it. That's what these runners make. But all of his expense reports get paid out, and then he still makes his salary on top of that. So he's got access to credit cards and this and that. He handles all this stuff for these players, whatever. In some cases, yeah, he's talking to coaches. He's talking to whatever. That's where the FBI got involved because it's bribery. If you are bribing state employees like to get somebody else to lean your direction, it's a bribe, right? That's what the case is all about. Paying the players, all that kind of stuff, that's not illegal. That's an NCAA violation. That's not a law. So the reason that this stuff will not be able to, the NCAA won't be able to do much with it. All you have is a sheet of paper with names and numbers. None of these guys, if they aren't currently playing, they don't have to talk about anything. If the NCAA wants to come in, like, all right, so Colin Sexton is one of the guys, right? And it's listed that there was a meeting and it's either with him or his family, right? Probably his dad. They've already... The reason Colin Sexton hasn't been held out is because they already investigated this in November when it was brought up. Like, he was mentioned, and it was a a dinner that the dad did not pay for. It was like $100. Well, then the dad pays his half of the dinner, all right? So he paid back 50 bucks. Sexton had to sit out the Memphis game, and now he's good. Like, that's all it was. So it was like an extra benefit. It was an impermissible benefit. But a lot of these, you know, their loans and all this kind of stuff, the expense reports, there's stories that have come out about Christian Dawkins forever from these other agencies. He would go out with his boys, hang out, order a couple of bottles of wine, a couple of bottles of champagne, hanging out all night. Comes time for the bill. He's like, no, 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 I got this. It's cool. Like, I'm going to say I was with Josh Jackson's mom. Like, oh, and then when it comes to his expense report, oh, Josh Jackson's mom was there. I spent $2,700. Make sure she had a good time. Let her know we want to sign her boy. Da-da-da-da. He gets expense back out for it. You can't, like, Josh Jackson is in the NBA now. The NCAA does not have subpoena power. They can't go to these kids or their family or whoever and force them to talk to them. It's the same thing that went on with the Reggie Bush stuff. It's the same thing that that really the Ole Miss stuff should have happened, right? The boosters for Ole Miss should have 100% just said, no, I'm not talking. I ain't talking to you. Like, you want to try and sue me or something? Like, look, I'll tell you right, no, I didn't do anything. And you ain't getting my phone records. Like, that's what they should have done. It's the same thing here. The NCAA can't do anything with this stuff. The, the FBI wiretaps and whatnot, unless the NCAA hears it, you can't do anything. So give me your opinion on this. Like, why It became a bombshell story. Everybody called it a bombshell, right? I don't look at it like that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to... I got your speechless here. No, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to formulate a thought because I had a thought going. It, I get, so first of all, like the guy like falsifying expense reports like every person on the planet like has has done that yeah like if you work for a company and you get to expense stuff and and usually when you're not a highly compensated person 
Right. And you're not worried about losing this $30,000 job or $40,000 job a year that sucks anyway. Like, all right, well, I'm going to live like a rock star at least. Um, so that's, that's nothing new. That is, that has been happening ever since businesses have been going around and businesses gladly pay that price while trying to control those costs because they'd rather do that than pay you a higher salary than right. they've got salary and, you know, taxes involved, employee taxes, all those other stuff. So it, it is what it is. Can you prove that all of these things were for all of these players? Probably not. No. Um, what can the NCAA do? Nothing. We've talked not, about not that. on that. Now they can change rules, and we'll get into that here in a minute. Yes, but 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 for all of this, for all of these players, this is a black eye on them, and I don't think there's a damn thing they can do about it. Nope, not a thing. Now, the question that seriously is posed to, by a lot of people: Why are our tax dollars, federal employees, FBI agents, investigating this? Why do they care? And I came up with an idea today, and I heard it on another radio show. I think it was the Tony Kornheiser podcast, actually. And somebody suggested, well, they're trying to get sports gambling legalized. And before the feds say, we're going to legalize sports gambling, we're going to clean this shit up. Yeah. And that... That struck a chord with me because you and I are always thinking of we're big on the sports gambling, the sports gambling yeah. stuff, and we follow this. and And if why does the FBI care? Because they want to make sure it's a level playing field for everybody. Yeah. And and if agents are pushing kids to certain schools, then we need to stop that. Yeah. Because if you know that you're a runner for one of these agencies and you're pushing a kid to a Kentucky or a Kansas or a Blue Blood and you think this kid is the next LeBron, then you could easily go and place a wager on that team winning the national championship while the odds are crazy good because nobody knows who this school is. And all of a sudden, oh, Alabama, not a perennial powerhouse in football, just got the next LeBron. I know they're going to get him because I'm the one that paid him and pushed him there. Right. And so I can go get, you know, 1,001 odds on them winning the NCAA tournament next year and make a gazillion dollars. And and obviously that doesn't mean that they will win, no, right? Because, like, but, it, it, but this you're is not how, picking Arizona right now to win but it, the tournament because of DeAndre Ayton. But it wasn't right? this year. It would have been it would have been stuff last year before he ever got right, there. Right, right. No, you're right. But that's the, – the thought came up, and I immediately feel like that's the answer. Usually when it's – why can anybody else explain why the NCAA, why the FBI is involved in this? So when did they start getting involved? It it they got involved a couple of years ago, and nobody would, knew that they were doing it. That's right. And I can't give you a good reason as to why they are worried about you know a hundred thousand dollars here and there swapping hands, right? It somebody now, had to complain about something. If it was the IRS. I totally understand. Yeah, at that point, then it's cool, but this but is the FBI. the FBI. And it's, that tells me we're really close to, to federal law being changed about sports gambling, and they have to clean up the sports, and they're not worried about pro sports. They're worried about college sports because yeah. college sports have run amok, and the NCAA is an absolute garbage organization, and the federal government is not going to allow people to gamble billions of dollars through our government through through our taxable on a, system on a on shady a, system on a rigged shady system. This uh, let's let's move. What to, do you think of that? I, I'm I'm with you. I agree a hundred percent on that. When I, I heard, not heard when that. I heard that, my my brain like, immediately clicked and said, "That's the answer." Like oh, yeah. we're looking for a needle in a haystack, and it's not a needle. It's a big sign. It's right here. Yeah, it's it's legalized year, gambling. For the last year and a half, we've been fighting like hell to get legalized gambling, and then all of a sudden, the FBI gets involved. In petty NCAA stuff? It's a little weird. It's a little weird. That that moves us on to the next thing. Okay. Dennis Dodd wrote a story over at CBS Sports that basically says, if you think basketball is more shady than college football, you're crazy. I agree with him 100% here. You and I, I, I we've screamed this from the rooftops. Yes. It, it, now, this is a good time for us to discuss the differences between cheating in college football and the way that they cheat in college basketball. In college football, it is all boosters. You don't have shoe companies coming in. And we talked about this a little bit before. You don't have shoe companies, but I bet you you got agents. They're not coming in at the oh, high school level. Agents. 
and they're not coming in at the rookie level or freshman level unless you're just a stud. But when well, they probably are coming at the high school level if you're a, a five star. Well, it depends, and I bet it's not agents. Like I, I'm, I'm thinking the majority of this Runners. is boosters. Yeah. It, uh, it's I, I, in college football, it is boosters. In college basketball, you sign one guy, and change. he can make he can change your life. But if you're an agent, you don't care where the kid goes to school. You're just trying to get him paid. It, in some cases, yes, but at the same time, you want him to go to a big school. So that, well, yeah, so he gets on big TV. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. You're sending him to the schools that have big-time TV contracts and, and all that that are going to be on CBS on and Sundays. Get all and, the national attention. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's the biggest thing is that you, the Blue Bloods, Arizona, UCLA, Kentucky, Kansas, that are, like they're going to get the majority of these because you want them on TV as much as possible. You want them to build a brand. You want people talking about them. Like Louisville, even because of the ties with Adidas, right? So the shoe companies oh, are involved. Louisville's a blue blood too. Yeah, I mean that the, the, the shoe companies are involved in college basketball. Yes, Nike signs a few football players here and there. You don't see Derrick Henry sneakers. No, like, but you still have agents. The agents don't care about that, right? But that's what you I'm saying. That's you where still the, have agents paying college football players. That's the difference in the cheating, though, right? So the agents pay the college football players. Once they get close to going to the NFL, right? NFL contracts are nothing compared to NBA contracts. Like, it's it just bottom line. Well, so, I don't know what NBA rookie contracts are. They're, they're there small, was a day and but, a time where NFL contracts, the rookie contract, go ask Sam Bradford about what, what nothing was. Oh, you're no, you're right. You're right. $100 million never took a snap. But but that's the deal. Like, it, it's it, the agents won't mess with the kids until they're already on campus. So you're not steering kids from one place to another, you're just paying them Ooh, once they're pretty good. That. I'm going to bet if you're a five-star athlete right now and you just committed to a school, agents have bought you something or paid you something because they believe they're trying to get these guys as early as possible. College basketball has said this. If if the NCAA started paying players, they these agents would now start going to AAU high school games to get kids. They, well, a lot of them already do. But they're going to they're gonna go as early as they can get you to get their claws yeah. in you. So if you're a five-star guy and you're going to your Alabamas and your Ohio States and your big tools, the agents already know who you are. They're not waiting until you're a junior, okay? No, you're right. That, you're right. Javavia Clowning, people knew who he was coming out of high school. Oh, yeah. They knew he was going to be a monster, and I promise you people bet on him being a monster. Well, and see, that's that's the issue, though. Like, you've got guys like Deshaun Hand, who played at Alabama, was a backup for three years. He started finally this year, his senior year. And he'll be an NFL draft pick, probably third, fourth, fifth round, whatever. But he was the number one player coming out of high school. And he just never amounted to that. And that's it's because that he went happens. to Alabama where he got buried in a depth chart. That happens all the time. But see, that's the thing. They push him to Mississippi State. That doesn't happen. Yeah, but if you're an agent or what, do you push him to Mississippi State? No, because you want him to be at Alabama. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Right. So, like, I don't think that agents are pushing players to schools. I think that boosters are pushing players to schools in football. I think that agents become a problem once they have proven themselves on that level. Like I, I'm not saying that agents are not a problem. I was gonna say I think the agents are a problem way before then, and, and they could be in some only, cases. Only only four or five star guys. I don't right. think they're taking a lot of four and no three star. No, guys. because you you got to be able to prove it. Otherwise, it's, it's a waste investment. of money. Yeah, it's an investment. And so the other side of this is college basketball, which is one player can completely change it. You're trying to get one player because one shoe contract, it, one good NBA contract after his rookie deal is massive. It's insane. Yeah. So when you got one guy and you got all these agencies running around trying to get them, it's a lot different, a whole lot different. I don't disagree. Uh, let's talk about, you know, let's move on to this next thing. Still in the same vein. Best options to fix the NCAA FBI mess. I got two things. Do you want to give me yours first and see if if we match up? Well, I've always thought that the baseball rule is the perfect rule for college sports. That's I I like the way baseball baseball and and hockey hockey has the same rule. Yeah, I've just yeah, I don't follow college hockey at all. Right, but but yes, but it's the exact same rule. If you want to go out of high school, you can go. 
But if you go to college, you got to stay for three years. Well, here's the other thing. Those two, it is set up where you can hire agents. Well, yeah, because if you want to go out of high school, you have to hire an agent. Right, but it, even you can still hire an agent and play college uh, college sports. I, yes, I think you have to have your agent because you're trying to go into the draft. I would be real careful to look in that rule. I don't think yeah. you could just be a sophomore in high school, in college, and say, I think I'm really good and people are thinking I'm going to go pro. I'm going to get an agent now. I think if you didn't go into the rookie draft of, of being a high school senior, then I would be really careful. I'm curious, can you get an agent in the middle of your career in college? I am not totally... I know uh, that I know that's kind of like tedious and shouldn't matter. Like if you can have an agent, why can't I have an agent? Well, because you were good enough to go play pro as a co- as a high school player, and I wasn't, and you just chose to not go, or you didn't get drafted, so therefore you had to go to college or chose to go to college, and you've already got your agent. Let's see. So in 2016 is when they changed course on this. Uh, let's see. Wow, colleges- just two years ago. Let's see. High school baseball draftees allowed to hire agents. All right. NCAA has voted to modify its existing rules dramatically to permit high school baseball players drafted in the Major League Baseball amateur draft to hire agents to negotiate contracts with the Major League teams that draft with players without sacrificing college eligibility should they fail to successfully negotiate a professional contract. So this would actually work well for... College football. College basketball. basketball. Yeah. Not necessarily for football. This is the perfect rule. This college baseball has it right. And why they don't do this for basketball, the NBA has made this one and done rule, not college basketball. Right. But if the NBA and college basketball could get together and 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 say, look, we're 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 basically your farm system. Help us out. You have a free farm system in football and basketball. Cost you no minor leagues, no nothing. Like this is it. We're pumping you talent. Don't cut us off of the kneecaps. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, according to these rules, in order to receive the benefit of an agent, the drafted high school player will be required to pay the agent his standard fee for services. However, a student-athlete is not permitted to receive any other benefits from the agent beyond negotiating services. In addition, if the student-athlete decides to forego a professional baseball career and retain his college eligibility... He must sever all ties with the agent yep. before formally enrolling and beginning his college academic. I don't. Yeah, experience. that's what I was about to say. I don't think they can have agents while in college. And see, that's something about. But this they don't. Crazy. But they don't penalize you for getting an agent if you think you're going to be a a first or second round draft pick. So you get an agent, you get drafted in the third round instead of where you thought you would, and you know that person works the best deal possible and you're like look i'm just not going i i think i'm better than that i'll try my hand in three years and i'll go play college ball yeah and see that's i'm i'm very curious about that they they need to allow let's go on and talk about the other the other aspect of this okay along with being able to hire agents i like the olympic model like instead and we've everybody has talked about this before right but i love the idea of players being able to and peter burns brought up a very interesting point on the podcast earlier uh podcast 198 go download it uh he brought up that he likes the olympic model but but setting a cap on what you can receive so you right? don't have boosters paying guys millions, millions of dollars to go sit at a car dealership and do nothing all day. Right, you cap it at like $100,000. And everybody's the same. So yeah. if everybody wants to get it, the question is, is you cap it per, like, endorsement, or... I would imagine they would probably cap it per player. Per player. So you can only make... See, the problem with capping it... See, I like the idea of a cap, but I'm also a free market capitalist, man. Yeah. You're still creating a backlog to where the boosters are going to say... They're making like five, six hundred thousand now. Why would they take a legal hundred thousand? I'm still paying this guy. Yeah, no, you've got a point. And you've got a point. He can get a hundred thousand from everywhere in the country. I still need to make sure he's coming to my school. Now, the now, only, if it, if we set a cap at a hundred thousand per endorsement, now, all right, does well, that change things? Nah, yeah, I mean, maybe it does because there's some guys that are going to be worth it, and then there's some guys that, that just aren't. 
just aren't. Here's what I want. This is the way I've always felt about everything. I think these guys should be able to monetize after their own likeness. I don't care if you cap it or not. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm a capitalist, man. I think if somebody's willing to pay you, you should be able to do it. But we still have to create this competitive balance. Right. A couple of things have to happen. If, first things first, you cannot get any endorsements, you know, like that your rookie year, or your okay. freshman year, because I cannot have any reason – for you to pick one school over the other based on monetary values. Okay. You have to make that decision the best you can make it without right. saying, well, this school's paying me this and this school's paying me this. They have to be all equal all the time. Okay. So that cuts freshmen out. All right. I okay. don't, I normally don't like that rule, but you cut out the freshmen. but, I, but it's trying to keep people from second part of that is this. When somebody is caught, break it because we are now allowing them. To make money, there's no reason for these $100 handshakes. There's no reason for these $500,000 payoffs for college players. So at that if, point, if, if you get If you busted, get caught as a booster, your school gets the death penalty, and I don't care who you are. Like, if we ooh. really bring the hammer down, but listen. I mean, I'm with you. What would happen if, if every Alabama booster in town knew one flaw? Everybody's getting paid the same. It's all out in the open. They're getting... 1099s and like, their taxable there, income. There is no advantage. And there is it's, no advantage. And you got one rogue booster that you eat lunch with every Thursday, and you know he's paying guys. What are you going to do? You're going to get that guy's butt. You're going to call the school president. You're going to be like, we need this fool out of here because yeah. I'm not losing my football because this jackass won't quit cheating. That's a really good but point. But you have to make the punishment that hard, and you can't bluff. You can't bluff. It, if it's one of your be blue severe. bloods come down, the only you issue, cut them off at the kneecaps. The only issue is the the schools, the NCAA, every like it, you will probably never see the death penalty again. The reason being, like, there's too much money involved, right? You, you, like, have, it, to, the you reason, have to penalize them in a way that, that is so that is severe that they cannot do it. Right, anymore. because like they used to do, all right, so back in the day, Auburn in 1993 – and Ole Miss in like 96 or 97, whenever it was, both of them got TV bans. Yes. You will never see that again. Nope. Because the money is too big and you cannot drop off product. But right? no, no, but that's it. If you're willing to say, we're not going to give the death penalty, but every administrative person involved in that athletic chain of events loses their job, Boosters and you lose your TV money yeah. because you'd you, have to get the conferences on board, and you lose the TV money. So, so the coaches are going to lose their job, and 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 there is none of this. Oh, you're fired from this school, and you can go get hired to the next school. If you make the penalty so severe that nobody will do it, yeah, I'm only willing to make that compromise if we're openly compensating the players openly. Now, I don't like the idea okay. that the NCAA is paying them. Well, they're gonna give them twenty, thirty thousand a year. Damn yeah, I mean, you, you don't want the no, NCAA paying let them, the players. Let them That's, get job. These are billion dollar guys. But then you've got guys like uh, like Memphis and uh, Florida Atlantic, whatever. That's right. That will never. No, they can't compete. Like it, so, you have to keep it equal That's for right. everybody, but and they a, can't. Like a lot of them are operating in the red anyway. That's right. But there, there are everywhere you go play big time college ball, you could find a a a sponsor if you're a star that's willing to pay you to come be a sponsor for them. To, I agree. To let them use your likeness and you help them sell cars or insurance or whatever it is that you do. And and so that helps everybody equally. I'm good with that. I want the NCAA to stay their hands out of it. But if somebody gets caught dipping a toe in the water illegally, you cut the toe off. Yes. Off. O-F-F. And there is no You You make no sure that it is severe enough that... They don't do it. That they do not do this. I think so we you got to be real. I think we would have the best product college football has ever imagined if we compensated the players the, that way. Because now they're enticed to be stars. Yeah. There oh, is absolutely. none of this, hey, you want to sit out because next year you're going to you know, be a high NFL prospect. And they're like, hey, no, I'm not going to rest. I got J.P. Morgan in the backyard wanting me to sell stocks for him. Yeah. No, I'm going to go be a star today. Like, I, I got to get on the field today. That's right. And so you've got a great product, and you've gotten this booster situation fixed. I like it. 
but I want real investigators investigating these boosters, not some bullcrap Barney Fife jokers that the NCAA usually uses. I like it. I'm in. Let's do it. All right, let's move on. Have you seen the trailer for the new Paterno movie? Uh, No, not the trailer. I saw like... The teaser trailer? Yeah, the teaser trailer. So the new trailer came out? Al Pacino's in this thing? Look, it starts out awesome. Immediately kicks in with the trailer with the quote, Dad, did you know about Jerry? And it, from there, it goes into all the events that went on with Joe Paterno. How old? Once the, how old was he when that question was asked, and who asked him? Oh God, he was he was close to his eighties if he wasn't already in his eighties, wasn't he? Well, no, I know when it happened. I'm talking about in the show. They they made it. Oh, they made him. They made him look old. Okay, okay. Like that's, it, that's it's a, it's. I, I just didn't want it to be like him in his forties no. and saying, "Hey, Dad, do you know about Jerry?" No, 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 that's, no, no. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So it, it it went on with Paterno once the Sandusky fallout started. The kids started coming forward. The ending of the trailer is, it to me, it was insanely riveting. Right, it it grabs your attention right off the bat. HBO is pretty good. Now. Oh, they're fantastic at this. Uh, it's Jopa's wife talking to him. She goes, "He went in the pool with the kids," and Jopa responds, "Jerry did, our kids." So she said, "Yeah." He responds back with, "What are you saying?" She finally says, I'm saying you couldn't have known. Otherwise, you wouldn't let him go in the pool, right? And then it just has him, like, looking straight forward, like, oh, God. Like, it looks fantastic. It comes out April 7th. That is uh, my wife's baby shower day. So it's it's it, just it, a like, one day. It's just a show. It's, it's just a movie. It, it's a movie. It's a movie HBO made, and, not a show. And it, it, you better believe I'm going to be watching that. All right. I cannot wait to see this. So it it is something I do want to get into eventually, like what actor would play certain coaches. So like I would imagine you'll have a, a movie made eventually about Nick Saban, right? Because that dude's won six national championships, like tied for the most ever. Somebody will make a movie about him. I don't believe that Joe Paterno ever thought that he was going to have a movie made about him as far as this stuff goes, right? Like, I, I'm sure it, he thought it, he always thought it would be football. See, I don't know about that. See, okay. I don't know that there necessarily will be a movie about Nick because there's no story. He was a great football coach. All right, what's... what's well, see, they, they've got one about Bear Bryant. What's and that, the great but they'll, story? They'll do the story about his life, right? About Saban's life coming up. He was, his dad was uh, like a peewee football coach, but, you know, they never had a whole lot of money, yeah, all this Bear, kind of stuff. Like Bear they, broke molds and broke broke trends that 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 made a good movie. I don't know that the Nick story would make a movie. And Joe Pa's story wouldn't make a good movie if we don't have Jerry Sandusky. And you're probably right. You have to have a bad guy. That's an interesting thought. Nick can't be the bad guy in his own damn movie, but he's the bad guy. He is kind of the bad guy. I don't know who. I don't, I mean. I got no idea. I'm drawing a blank here. Once this FBI stuff goes down, yeah, make a movie about Rick Pitino. There's all kinds of crazy stuff that's, that would be awesome to watch. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> David Savinell says, Nick already been in a movie. Uh, it's called The Blind Side. Yeah, it, look, Hugh Freeze was in that too. Who else was in that movie? Les Miles Hugh, was in that movie. Hugh he? wasn't in that movie. And yeah, Les was. wasn't in that movie. Yeah, Hugh was in that movie. Well, who was Hugh? He, he was one of the uh, assistant guys. Like, I promise you, go back and watch that movie. Hugh that. Freeze was in the movie. He was in the movie. Coach O, Phil Former was in it. Yeah, that's right. Coach O was in it. Les was not in it. Les was at Oklahoma. When the movie was started, Les was at Oklahoma State. They were not recruiting Memphis, Tennessee area. Is that right? Yeah. When the movie was made, Les was in it. But in the place... Oh, that's right. Because Saban was was at LSU and he was an LSU guy coming in to recruit and whatnot. That's right. Sandra Bullock was talking about how attractive he was and all that crap. Which is really weird. Somebody yeah. like Sandra Bullock would never look at any of the SEC coaches and be like, that's a good-looking man. Yeah, I don't believe it. Well, her husband at the time on in the movie was Tim yeah. McGraw, like, which yeah. is weird to look at now compared to what he was then, right? <laughs> that's right. Like, anytime you see Tim McGraw live now, he's, like, super ripped and wearing, like, a cut-off shirt. And then that is, like, he's got the weird kind of... Southern haircut. Listen, that was way before like CrossFit and all that stuff came out. Oh my God. It's so ridiculous. That's a good call, David. So ridiculous. Um, All right. So let's, uh, let's jump into another interesting topic. We've got about 
Eh, not quite 15 minutes here. Sure. The Jags signed Blake Bortles to a three-year contract worth $54 million, including $26.5 million guaranteed. I got to tell you, in the grand scheme of things, he was already making almost nineteen million I was this year. Say, that's not a big pay raise, right? It, it twenty no, million. Actually, it's it's cutting his pay. Yeah, he Tw- gets two more years. Twenty three million guaranteed. There's a lot of mediocre trash quarterbacks that are making twenty three million a year. He is making eighteen million a season. Now he is. So, he, the, so he's going down a little bit in money. Going he's down just, a little bit per year. Um, he's the seventeenth highest paid quarterback in the league. Okay, I was curious where that falls at quarterbacks because I know there have been some ungodly pay grades. All right, lately. so so the number one is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he just got that. Matt just Stafford got, that. got Matt it last Stafford. year. David Carr got it last or Derek Carr. Andrew um, Luck is number four. Drew Brees damn. is number five. Andrew Luck, what a waste of cheese. Alex Smith, <laughs> Joe Flacco, Aaron Rodgers. Joe Flacco. Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger. Now, I want you to name me anybody from number 11 through number 20 besides Blake Bortles. Give me give me three guys. Oh, this should be pretty easy because you've got guys like um, that are like always good – but don't play for big market teams. Like Philip Rivers is going to be there. Okay. Um, so who who just got paid a couple of years ago that didn't get a lot of guaranteed money, but got a weird deal. Andy Dalton, like the Red yep. Rocket, he got a yep. weird deal. I would have thrown Alex Smith in there. Alex Smith is high. All right, seven else says Drew Brees. No, I bet he's paid more than that. Um, oh, uh, the dude that got a deal the same year as Andy Dalton, because you got to think about how far back these deals went. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. All right, Ryan Tannehill. I, I, so I bet that those are those. So are, those who guys. who do we have here? We've got Ryan I got, Tannehill, I got Rivers, Tannehill, and, and, Dalton. and Dalton. All right, let's see. Number eleven is Eli Manning. Okay, I, I, that would I make should, sense. He would be in the same game as Philip yep. Rivers. Philip oh, Rivers back, number twelve, and they're back to back. Cam Newton is number thirteen. Damn, I thought Cam would have been higher paid than that. Matt Ryan is number fourteen. Tom Brady is fifteen. Wait a minute, Matt didn't he just get a new deal? Uh, yeah. And he's still that low. It was it was a couple of years ago. Okay, all right. Yeah, so it was before he. And it's, it's had a not super low. Year. All of the like literally ten through, let's see, ten through fifteen like five are all apart. within a million of each other. Oh wow, that's nuts. Yeah, it's it's not much. Bortles is number seventeen. Tannehill was sixteen. Okay, so you got Rivers at twelve. Tannehill at sixteen, and Andy Dalton at eighteen. So okay. you got all three of yeah. yours. Tyrod Taylor is number nineteen. Would have been in there. Mike Glennon is 20. <laughs> and then you start getting into the rookies from last year, right? So Mike Glennon is 15 million a year. And then you got Mitch Trubisky at 7 million, Jared Goff at 22. The drop off from number 20 to 21 is $8 million. Well, yeah, it's it's guys on a rookie deal as opposed to guys in a contract. Right. Carson Wentz is 23, yeah. Jameis Winston 24, Mariota. Marcus Mariota is 25. All these rookie guys that haven't re- re-upped. And then free agent guys are backups. Nick Foles is 26. Yeah. Matt Schaub backup. Is he still in the league? Matt Schaub? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's backup for uh, for Atlanta. I, I didn't. I, Pat Mahomes, 28. Deshaun Watson is 29. Colt McCoy is number 30. Now, who would have thought that, right? I would not have guessed that. So, because you got guys like Matt Castle, Paxton Lynch. Yeah, now we're done. Landry Jones. Like, no at this point, there's going. no reason to keep going. Brian Hoyer is 34. But, yeah, so it, it, it kind of puts it into perspective, right? So 17th, that's not that bad. $54 million for Blake Burrell sounds crazy. But, no, you know what's crazy? Like $120 million for Joe Flacco. Yeah, no, right? that's, that's bananas. As much as I like to crap on Blake Burrell, I would, I would pay $54 million over and over again, over given. How much do you think he would have made had Jacksonville gotten to the Super Bowl and won? Oh, uh, now he probably would have got pay paid then, like a real. Because at that point, it's it it's proven like oh, we can win with this guy. Yeah, like I right, would like. Man, we can I win. think their model is they look a lot like that Raiders team, that uh, Ravens team that won the Super Bowl. That you know, I'm not gonna quite say they're the '85 Bears, but yeah. like. You really know, good defense. Really good run game. Yep. Really good defense. And and so long as the quarterback doesn't make too many mistakes, then we're all right. Mike Dick could beat the quarterback up every other day. Exactly. He just, he just pushed him around and bullied him. Exactly. 
So yeah, Cameron jumped in with Rivers as well. Yeah. So he he knew what was up. I hadn't Un- seen underappreciated and undervalued Philip Rivers. With what, nineteen children or whatever he's well, yeah, got. Yeah, he needs like, some he needs some money. He needs some money. Somebody needs to be paying that dude. Him and him and who's the Cromartie that has like Yeah, Antonio Cromartie's yeah. got like Yeah, those two guys. It is like twenty kids, isn't yeah, it? Those two guys pay pay Ooh. those guys, all right? They're That's underpaid. It. Cameron normally jumps in with more than he has tonight. Oh, I don't know what's going on. He's probably been sleeping. That's it. He must have been sleeping. That's it. That's it. David jumped in with a bunch of comments tonight. So everybody remember, come on to Facebook, share that thing out, help us out. Uh, we got one more topic we're going to jump into, and then we're going to get out of here. Let's uh, let's do this. Kansas won at Texas Tech on Saturday night. We'll jump into a little college basketball to close things out. They won 74-72. It wrapped up their 14th consecutive Big 12 regular season championship. Not all of them have been outright. Some of them have been shared championships, right? Which is going to happen like you're going to have teams for the regular season yeah regular season yes um i do have that's why college basketball regular season championships are stupid i have seven questions okay i'll get all of them wrong but go ahead who is the last team to win the big 12 conference title outright regular season so they've won 12 in a row so we're like 2003 2004 yep 2002 2003 2004 okay um Missouri was Missouri good back then. They were in the Big Twelve. Missouri, or was it Texas. Missouri was good. They were not the last team to win it outright. I was guessing either Missouri or Texas. Those would have been my two if I had to pick one. Oklahoma State. I yep didn't know that. Eddie Sutton was the head coach. Yep. You had John Lucas the third on the team. You had Tony Allen who won Player of the Year. Oh yeah, TA back then. Yeah. Uh, who is the only other team besides Kansas to win the Big Twelve tournament since Missouri and A and M left after twenty twelve? Texas. And Kevin Durant never won it. No, no. But Kevin Durant was there before twenty twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was going back all the way to twenty. No, they, think about twenty twelve when when Missouri. Okay. and yeah. So Kansas has won all so of these outright conference titles. Yes, but the conference tournament, tournament. titles are different. All right. Only other team Oklahoma besides Kansas was 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 uh what's his name there Blake there in between that time. Uh oh, no, Blake. that was like oh eight when Blake was there. I got like I said, once you're past like two years for me, you, you could have been out ten years. You could have been out twenty years. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Iowa State. All right, I would have never guessed. That. Iowa State has won three of the last four. So they're not even like the other big schools and or basketball schools. That's well, no, it's just Iowa State. Iowa State's won three in five years, tournament titles, which is absurd wow. to me. Yeah, different head I sh- coaches. I probably should have known that. So because that's, it, that's it, my fault. It, every year since Missouri has has left, since Missouri and Texas A and M left the Big Twelve. It has been Iowa State or Kansas winning the Big Twelve tournament championship. I'm I, if you told me that it wouldn't last, shock did me. Did you know? Did you realize they won it last year? No. Yeah. You know how much I, I know. I know. It just it, it's a crazy thing to think about. Steve Prome jumped over there last year, right? He was from Murray State. Before that, it was Fred Hoiberg who was with the Bulls and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it's it's nuts to think about. Uh, number three, how many head basketball coaches have there been in the Big Twelve? Since that 03-04 season. Well, there are only 10 teams now, right? Yeah. I'm going to say all of them turned over once 20. 37. Wow. I was, I was, my, my, my logic there was on yeah, point. Your logic was on point. Man, so they've all turned over three times. Yes. Like three and a half times. 37 That's crazy. different coaches. Right, and Bill is. Self has been there knocking it out. That is crazy. So if Bill Self has actually got. I thought 20 was going to be high. So he's got. Oh, I was not close to. High. He's got thirteen. Or no, it, this is fourteen Big Twelve championships. He only has thirteen losses at home as Kansas head coach. That's not even conference home losses. That is just home losses. Period. He's played like two hundred and forty something games there. It's absurd. Hey man. Um. Let's see. What is the uh? What was the most popular cell phone in the country in oh three oh four? The Razor. You got that one that right. That was the only cell phone that was actually... Yep. Everybody went and waited in line for The Razor. What movie won Best Picture at the Oscars in 04? Oh, I'm going to be bad at this. Because like I said, I have no idea about yours. <laughs> I have no idea. 
Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Okay. Which is, think about the fact that that How is... How long ago that was? That's 14 years ago. That's crazy. And the fact that won an Oscar. I didn't yeah, know Yeah, I know, right? Like, like those movies best never picture. won Oscars. Okay. Um, let's see. What was the most played song in 2004? I don't know. Probably something from like... Who was popular back then? Destiny's Child? Was that a thing? Destiny's Child was actually still a thing. Uh, but Did that was not... Song? That was not uh, that was not it. It was yeah by Usher, Lil John, and oh, yeah. Ludacris. That two thousand four yeah, would yeah, have been yeah, would have been the yeah, uh, yeah. hang on the Outcast yeah. song where it was like uh, shake it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> that song, that song was a big song then because they played it all because that was one of the years LSU won that championship and and uh, like that song was played. Hey y'all, on, right? Oh yeah, on loop in like uh, downtown New Orleans yep. during, during the thing. Oh lord, I was I, there. It was and awesome. uh, at this point, yeah. how many how many majors had Tiger Woods won in 04? Four? Eight. Holy crap! So he he had off. won eight of his fourteen. All right, so I was, I was way off. We can talk a little about Tiger right quick. Uh, he did pretty pretty well. He made a cut and he finished. Like, he finished all four weeks. Yeah, he, and he, he finished, finished twelve. Yeah, twelve. Uh, and and Jack Nicholas came on the CBS broadcast and uh, and stated that he looks like a golfer that is going to win tournaments. That's Jack being nice. I think he's look. He looked the part to me. Like there were a few things where he messed up and whatnot, but like he looks. I look. Going That's right, in, Cameron. Yep, spitting, spitting lyrics. lyrics. <laughs> I don't know many songs. Cameron jumped in on Facebook, said Chris is spitting lyrics. That's right. Believe that. So let me let me tell you where I disagree with that. Shake it completely. like a Because I, 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 <laughs> I am a golf junkie a little bit. I'm a closet golf junkie. I don't tell a lot of people. All right. That. All right. Tiger won. And this, I don't, this is going to sound like I am taking away how great he was while he was great. He played in a time where the other best players in the world were terrified of him. Oh yeah! If he nobody's scared head, of him right now. If he went head to head, forget right now. If he went head to head with Phil or VJ Singh, you knew he was gonna win because those two were going to choke like dogs and give it to him. And those were the only two great players in the world at that time. All right. Man, right you're now, not, you're not gonna talk well about Fred Funk and today. All <laughs> today, right now, these young kids they are they idolize Tiger, but they fear nobody. Now, they you fear. About that. Nobody, they'll go head to head, toe to toe with him, and they won't. They'll have a great time, but they won't back down. They they are completely. I have never watched people play golf the way these guys play golf. They attack courses with such aggression. They take shots. Ten years ago, twenty years ago, nobody, nobody would have attempted. No. These guys are just fearless. They hit the ball so hard, so far, and so straight. They can spin it however they want to spin it. it, it it's just. I just don't think he can beat these young guys. I just don't. And it's not like there's one or two great ones to no, beat. No, there's a bunch There's of like them. 12 that are real there's good. Jordan Speed. There's Justin Thomas. I mean, no, you no, name oh, it. No, no, the, the list is far. Yeah. A guy that hasn't won a major, probably one of the best, most consistent golfers in the world is is uh, is Fowler. And that guy's just fearless. They're just yeah. fearless. Cameron jumped in on Facebook. He said, "We need more of Chris trying to rap." That wasn't a rap. I was just trying to remember the lyrics. No, 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 no. Just, we're we're gonna fix this. We're I gonna just start doing this. To try to say the so here's words. what we're gonna do. Starting on on Thursday's show, we are not gonna do this. Probably no. You will do this. Okay. Because it's a lot more funny when you do it. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pick we're gonna pick a song from the top ten list of the top forty. I won't and know. I won't know any of them. You don't have to know them. All I'm going to do is Send give you lyrics. the lyric sheet, and I just want you to read the lyrics. Okay, that's what I want you to do. All I right. want a segment every show All right. where you are reading lyrics to a, a top ten song. All right, and I think it's going to be amazing. So <laughs> Cole Kublik does this every now and then because okay. he'll he'll call in like some and he calls it like white dudes reading yeah. rap. I've seen I've seen a uh, uh, Poppy do this on like. Uh, Highly questionable with Dan Levitard. He has his dad read this stuff. It's <laughs> really thick it's, Cuban accent. Yeah, super Cuban accent. You're just gonna get a big country accent. Yeah, see Facebook me. already. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. I'm in with it. I'll do that. As All long right. as I don't have to sing and dance, I'm fine. Let's uh let's close out the show. Here's some other interesting facts. Since the last time Kansas did not win a Big Twelve title, 
LeBron James was a rookie that year. Damn, that was a long time it's ago. It's over 30,000 points ago. Uh, the Red Sox did not have a championship, and neither did the Cubs. They got three now. Yep. And the Cubs got one. George W. Bush was still in his first term. So we've gone through three presidents. Man. That's insane, right? And and two of them had two terms. Two terms. So Georgia Tech was in the Final Four, and uh, and Georgia Tech has only made three tournaments since. I was about to they, say, I didn't know Georgia they Tech haven't gotten, made a Final Four in the last 20 years. That's it, 14 years ago. That's it, they, uh, they lost the national championship game. I want to say it was to UConn. It was a weird national championship game. Was that Kimba Walker year? No, Kimba was a lot more recent than that. Okay. That was like I, Emeka I, Okafor, I, I think. I, or I told something. you, all my years are. I, I think that was the Emeka Okafor year. Okay. And so uh, Jim Calhoun, all that kind of mess. If you were before I had kids, you could have been uh, 20 years ago. It's fine. <laughs> it's all the same. The uh, The office had not started yet. Uh, nobody knew what a podcast was. Luol Deng was Duke's second ever one and done that year. They're probably going to have four this year, which is absurd to think about. Uh, Kobe was still wearing number eight. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't swap to twenty four until oh six oh seven, uh, which is what everybody knows him at. Because I mean, that was the last decade and whatever. That's right. Destiny child or Destiny's child was still Beyonce's main gig. Hey, I knew they were a big thing then. Yep. And what was the song they had? I don't remember the name of it. Uh, it was like a big Destiny Child song. Oh God, all the time. I do not remember. I, you you can't give it like the only Beyonce song I really know is like uh, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Yeah. The- <laughs> we don't need any of that. Yeah, and then I know everybody like I know they're called the Beehive and all that kind of mess, but I don't know anything about what she does. Okay, I know she, what what was that last? She had like a what was the last? I'm album? not worried about Beyonce. I don't care about her. We talking about Destiny's Child. I was trying to figure out what that song was the same time that. That Ludacris and that uh, Outcast song was around. You know what? I'm gonna find it right now. Cause I, cause I bet they were up there in like the top, top five, top ten. Always played. Independent Woman. No, that no. was oh one. Wasn't it? Uh, Bootylicious. I don't know that. There was Say My Name. That would have been it. What year was that? That was uh, no, that was like 1999. Okay, maybe. Lose My Breath. That was oh four. Uh. Maybe, Man, maybe it wasn't. Soldier, stand up for love. Soldier, what year was Soldier? Oh four. That's it. That was it. Okay, bingo. You found it. <laughs> found it. Good job. Found it. And the last fact is the last time that Kansas did not win the Big Twelve regular season championship, Facebook had just launched, and now here we are doing our own show on Facebook. On Facebook Live. It's pretty fantastic. All right, you guys know the drill. Go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. Go uh, go subscribe, review, download, all that good stuff on iTunes. Uh, help us out. Knock that whole thing out. You, uh, you know how we like to do this thing. So help us out. Go download the last podcast with Peter Burns. It was fantastic. He gets into a lot of different things. Uh, very interesting to listen to. Great interview. Great interview. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I want to have him back on when we could talk. It's a Louisiana boy. Well, uh, yeah, he he actually said he wanted to come back. I, I like so. Glad. Uh, Thursday we will do a show during the day, which will be a different thing. We're going to swap up the schedule just a little bit, but we will be back on Thursday. And yeah, I think I think that's about it. Sweet. Excellent. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. for the rundown remember check out winningcureseverything.com you can give us a like on facebook facebook.com slash winningcureseverything you can follow us on twitter at winningcures you can follow myself at gary wce you follow me at chris b giannini c-h-r-i-s-b-g-i-a-n-n-i-n-i you can also email the show that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com and we now have a voicemail line That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.